0: Do you ever get BSO syndrome? Most of us have BSO at one time or another. That is not BO, but bright, shiny object syndrome. And it's what happens when you get distracted by an awesome idea or a piece of tech that's better than all the other pieces of tech or this one extra thing you can do that will make everything perfect. It's endemic among people of all kinds, myself included. It can cost a lot of time and a lot of money, and it often comes up when you're looking for a new platform to help you grow your business. Also, at conferences. It's really bad at conferences. If you're looking for a platform to host your community on, you are at very serious risk of BSO. But never fear. I am here to fix it for you. I'm going to tell you about all of the major community platforms and how to decide which one is right for you and your business. So you don't have any excuses to hem and haw and spend seven gazillion hours researching online. You can just build your community and start inviting people and join me in sending my dog to the glue factory. You're welcome. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks Podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks Podcast. A few weeks ago on episode 37 of the Spin Sucks Podcast, we talked about building online communities and how valuable they can be to your business. Today, we're going to talk about the different places those communities can go and how to choose. Let's start with blog comments. This is where it all started for Spin Sucks, so I'm kind of fond of blog comments. The community of smart, funny, and caring people who commented on our blog posts and helped us grow the business, they are amazing. If you're already blogging and you have a good-sized audience already engaging on your blog posts, congratulations. You already have a community. Blog comments make great communities because people are already there. It keeps them on the site longer, which gives you more opportunity to learn more and engage in deeper ways. What blog comment-based communities aren't so great for? is privacy blog comments are right out there in the open and if your users don't want to be so on the record or if you're in an industry where there is a risk of trolls blog comments might not be the best option lots of bloggers and news sites have closed down comments for that very reason we have not Save for very few trolls we have an excellent and respectful community so there has not been a need to close the comments but, like everyone else, we have seen a significant decline in blog comments in favor of engaging in private corners of the internet. It's why Facebook groups are so popular and why Slack is so popular. A few years ago, I was sitting on our front porch with my friend Harry, talking about this new tool called Slack. We talked about how valuable it is for teams and for communities. Of course, back then, it was mostly just techies using it. But I could envision a community for Spinsucks using Slack because it wasn't Facebook, And while I love Facebook, I do, I knew two things to be true. The rabbit hole is very, very real on Facebook. You know what I'm talking about. You open it to go to a private group or do something for work or for a client. 20 minutes later, you close it, having never done what you went there to do in the first place. Slack prevents that. And number two, Facebook is in big trouble. Sure, they're now saying they're focused on privacy, which is yet to be seen, but that's not going to fix the trouble they're in with foreign governments and what they could face in the U.S. That's another topic for another day. The point is, Slack provides a very different opportunity to build community where you have access to the data and the information about your members, which is not the case on Facebook. Next. Slack is a software that has taken over online communications in the last couple of years. Their aim was to reduce the amount of email people get every day and put business related communications all in one area. It's divided into different channels for different conversation topics. You can upload files and have one to one chats within their interface. It also integrates with a number of other services, including Google Drive and my beloved Wonderlist. It tends to be easy for people to get used to, and it's very intuitive to work with. At the free level of service, there's a limit to the stored messages you can search through. And like any platform that requires your users to do something different than they normally do, consistent engagement can be an issue. But overall, it's a very functional community space for a lot of teams. Numbers three and four, Facebook and LinkedIn, they both have options for online communities through their group functionality. Facebook, of course, is the well in the ocean of community platforms. Most people have and regularly use their Facebook accounts, so it can be much easier to encourage participation there. The challenges are the aforementioned ones, plus the most recent changes in their algorithm means not everyone in your group will actually see the posts and updates unless they go to the actual group to check it every day. LinkedIn has similar benefits and similar problems. They've made a lot of enhancements to their groups in the last few months. And if you know your audience is already using the network to get news, connect with people and generally be social on, it can make sense to host a community there. If your users aren't already mostly on LinkedIn, however, getting them there will be difficult and there's always going to be something else to click on. And then fifth, oh, I guess fifth, it's not final. I have one more after this. Mighty Networks is another software as a service that many brands are using to host their online communities. They're a customizable online environment, so you can have chat rooms, online classes, e-commerce, and more. You can host on their network or under your own domain. If you have a lot of members-only content for your community or want your community to be paid, Mighty Networks can be a good option. Some people find it's a pretty steep learning curve, but if the desire for a community space already exists, it has a lot of options for making it really yours. And then lastly, forums and other self-hosted groups are some of the older kinds of online communities and are very structured. They are usually organized into different quote-unquote rooms where conversations are threaded chronologically. People who like forums really like forums. And if there's a lot of information that you want to be easily searchable, or if you have very distinct segments to what you want your people to be able to talk about, they can be awesome. Forums tend to be a little harder for people, especially non-techie people, to wrap their heads around. And you definitely need a critical mass of users for it not to seem like an empty field of crickets. While it's great that they're usually connected to your own website, getting people to regularly log on and participate can be an uphill battle. Now that you've heard all the options, how do you choose which community platform will be right for your people? There are a few things to consider. The first is figure out where your audience already hangs out. Getting people to change their online habits is pretty challenging. If someone is used to logging into Facebook every day, chatting with people, reading articles, then getting them to log into a forum hosted on your site might be a bit of a challenge. On the other hand, if you have people logging in to comment on your blog posts every day, giving them a fun, private, personal section of your site or a related platform such as Mighty Networks or Slack can be a real value add. The second thing is how technical your user base is. Some people hate to learn a new online platform more than they hate going to the dentist. Most of us have a limit somewhere where we'll say, all right, this is it and no further. I'm not learning another platform. The willingness of your audience to learn something new to be in the community should be a factor in deciding what to do. Facebook, LinkedIn, blog comments, and Slack all tend to be pretty easy for people to use, whereas forums and mighty network communities have a higher learning curve. And then finally, think about how much time you want or need to spend curating, managing and updating. The real goal of all communities is for people to be talking to one another with or without you. That tends to be a little easier on social media or in platforms that are specifically designed to facilitate conversation, such as Slack. You also need to create content for your community, give them topics to discuss, things to think about and reasons to speak up. If you need that content to be structured and organized in a particular way, then you'll want the control offered by a more structured platform. You know what's coming next. If you want to be part of the best marketing community on the internet, we're humble too, join the Spin Sucks community at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. You'll also get a really good look at Slack, learn it, use it, and maybe even use it at work or with your clients. It's pretty cool. You'll love it. And I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review.